Welcome back, everyone. We are here with episode 27 of the Fourth and Long podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ross Allen, joined alongside co-host Jalen Johnson. And he, you, you guys really don't know how hard it is working with this guy, just trying to get a show started every Ross time. Ross has problems, too, but he tries to put them all on me. Well, I already hold most of my problems on myself, so I like to spread the, spread the wealth a little bit. You know, Understandable. That sounds communist. That's gross. Never Let's mind. I hate commies. No, no, yeah, I kill all the commies. Um, speaking of which, I don't know. It's not really speaking of anything, but of course, this week we're going to break it down the XFL Week Five action from around the league. Uh, we're going to give you our power rankings and a breakdown of each game, and something that the XFL did really right and did a lot better than the NFL ever could. Um, let's talk about um, the week. Is we have a brand new segment. It's called the hot seat. So each of us is going to give our hot take. And I, I just just be warned. It's when I say hot take, I mean it's it's a hot take. Um, and it might be a bit of a stretch, but we'll find out later. Then of course we got a little wrap up of what went on, talking about NFL news and uh, some news going coming around from the entire uh, professional sports landscape in America. But we're going, like I said, we're going to start things off with our XFL Week 5 recap and our XFL Week 6 power rankings. We have four teams stay the same this week, but we also had four either moving up or either moving down. We're going to start this off with number eight team. It is still the same team as last time. It's the Seattle Dragons, who got somewhat close to being the Roughnecks this year, but they still suck. They still have one win, and they're not... They don't, they don't deserve to be out of the basement. Yeah, they're not good. They're it, it's not. it's really that simple. We don't even have I mean, to explain if they would have just started Quinn Flowers, maybe they'd be a little bit better. Uh, that's 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 a Vipers, buddy. Oh, wow. Who's a Dragons quarterback? Uh, you, you, you don't even know the Dragons quarterback, bro? What kind of fake fan he, are you? Isn't he Cornelius? Well, it's Brandon Daniels, homie. No, I'm talking about before. This was his oh, first yeah, week started. Yeah. Um. No, Cornelius is a quarterback for the Vipers, dude. I'm keeping them mixed up. I don't. I don't know why I do it, but Vipers. Gonna... Uh, they're both reptiles, but would you really call a dragon a reptile? Because is dragon even a real thing? And okay, let's move on. Let's because maybe you're getting <laughs> this confused because the number seven team is the Tampa Bay Vipers. Um. Last they're week I had them bad. up. They're both bad. I actually had the Vipers up at number five last week. They have dropped down a couple spots to number seven because they just got beat again and got beat by not the best team in the league. That that's that's for sure. Middle that's for sure. Middle of the pack. Um, you'll I Jill will take whatever he can get with the LA Wildcats. Yep. Um, the biggest change this week was the Dallas Renegades coming at the number six spot. They have dropped three whole spots. They went from number three to number six in the span of a week. And that's what losing your starting quarterback is going to do for you. It's um, not good. They played awful, and they got embarrassed by um, by the Guardians. Uh, number five, we're going to have the L.A. Wildcats here coming up, uh, move up a couple spots from number seven to number five. I'm sure this makes you a little happy, Jalen. We're halfway there. We're halfway to the of top. Of course, it's probably not enough for you because you probably think they're the best team in the league, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Josh Johnson is now two and three. The... Josh Johnson is now the uh, second leader in uh, passing yards. Who's the leader? I think he's uh, trash cans. 
So, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, just because one Houston team misses doesn't mean all the Houston teams are bad. Okay. I think that's exactly it. That's a little prejudice, Jalen. And, and yes, it is. I thought you would know something about not being prejudiced. Jeez. Uh, number four. <laughs> we're going to have uh, the New York Guardians at number or number four spot. This is where they were last week, and this is where they're going to stay this week after they have absolute dredging against the Dallas Renegades. What? You're still still shocked from that? What, what Jalen? No, I'm just thinking about how how the Guardians played last week. And their they played very well because their defense was phenomenal last we week, which is what we'll that. get into. <laughs> exactly. Um, number three, a team that kind of came back into my good graces is the uh, DC Defenders. After I had our inaugural power rankings, I had the number one, and they dropped to um, – they were – they dropped to number five last week. They're back up to number three this week after a right. ugly, but a, a all in all, a good defensive game against the um, St. Louis Battlehawks. My my new nickname for the DC Defenders is the DC TSA because they try to keep everything out, but you know they don't. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know whether to, to, to applaud that or just be disappointed. I think I'll just be disappointed. That, that was a good but one. at the same time, I expect stuff like that to come from you. Um, our number one and two teams did say the same this week as uh, from last week. Even though that they lost in kind of ugly fashion, I saw the St. Louis Battlehawks number two. Um, both them and the defenders are tied for the top spot in the East. And I think the Battlehawks are still a better all-around team. I don't think that this week was really significant. I think it was more of a fluke than anything that their offense wasn't able to produce all that much. And so I'm so confident with, with having of the DC defenders. You can at me if you want. You can at me if you want. Uh, but eh. It is what it is. It's not my boldest take, especially not gonna be the boldest one today. Um number one though, of course, without a doubt, it's the Houston Roughnecks. They're the only undefeated team left in the league. They're five and zero. They have an MVP as a quarterback. They have a possible MVP at wide receiver. Um their wide receiver, Cam Phillips, he has been player of the week three out of five weeks. That's not half bad. Not half bad at all. He is easily the uh, best skill position in the league besides uh, besides the quarterback position. And there's nothing really stopping the Houston Roughnecks right now and nothing really in the foreseeable future. So until then, they will be the number one team in the league. So the quick little recap from 8-1. to one, We have the Dragons, Vipers, Renegades, Wildcats, Guardians, Defenders, Battlehawks, and the Houston Roughnecks. You agree with that, Jalen? You agree with that a little I mean, bit? I, I think LA should be tired for number one, but I'll allow it this week. There's no bias in the show whatsoever, is no there? No bias at all. There's straight <laughs> stats. <laughs> uh, so um, let's break into the week five action of the four games. Um, the first game was the Seattle Dragons at the Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks taking this one with a final score of 32-23. to 23. But the thing with this is that this was the closest the Roughnecks had been to losing a game. And this has been the most scared I think they've been, their fans have been. I know the most scared I have been for them all season because they trailed for almost an entire game. They didn't, even, they didn't take the lead until 5.30 left in the fourth quarter. Who the hell would have seen that one coming? They didn't even score until three minutes left in the second. But when they did score, they scored 14 points in those final three minutes and sent the game to halftime all tied up which really helps sway things going into the second half. And along with that, P.J. Walker had arguably his worst um, game of the season. 
it was it's still a good game. It's still good, especially when you care with Josh Johnson and the other quarterbacks of the league. Uh, he completed percent uh, his passing percentage at seventy one percent clip, three hundred fifty one yards, three touchdowns. But what really threw him off was two interceptions and one fumble. It's those turnovers that really helped things out for the Seattle Dragons because they didn't have much in terms of yards. They had two hundred and two total yards this game, but. The reason they were able to put up 23 points is because they always had that really good field position from those three turnovers. And that worked wonders for them. They had they started inside the 20 once. They started inside the one because there's a pass that was almost in return for a touchdown, but was just barely tackled before the end zone. And so that's what's going to help you put up these points. And um, lead into that, that's why this was the best offensive performance for the Dragons. Um, Scoring-wise, at least all season, and they might have found their new starting quarterback there in um, in, in um, Brent in, in um, sorry Daniels uh, in BJ Daniels because he had he didn't light the world on fire. He had around 214 yards, um, one interception, one touchdown, but that is better than what the Dragons have had recently. And at least they only had one quarterback in the whole game and not having a turnstile of quarterback like they did last week. Yeah, that'll definitely help you out a little bit when you don't have five names at quarterback. You shouldn't have five names in the quarterback stats unless you're running trick plays with your quarterback and your I mean with your running back and your receivers. But uh I don't know why they did it, but they were doing it. <laughs> it's exit fellas, Jalen. Uh you, you gotta go big or go home, okay? Um but at least one thing's like I was mentioning, Cam Phillips, MVP candidate Cam Phillips, he had one hell of a bounce back game if he's ever going to have one. Ten catches, buck 22 yards, and a couple tutters to really put the uh, Houston Roughnecks ahead in this game. And that his couple touchdowns were ultimately the deciding factor. But this wasn't the only storyline coming out of this game was, was the final score. There was a little bit of a, we'll call it a officiating gaffe. That, no, that's controversy. The, it, the controversy. Pronounce it correct, please, Jalen. Controversy. The controversy um, that took place around this game, but we will get to that once we're done with the other three games. The next game, Jalen, was the New York Guardians at the Dallas Renegades. The Guardians taking this one with the final score 30-12. to 12. It really wasn't close. The Renegades no. disappointed, and the Guardians did impress. One thing before I want to get into the rest of the game was this crazy series of scoring that took place late in the third quarter. So, 331 left in the third. The Guardians score a 80-yard receiving touchdown. Then ensuing drive. At 248 after the Renegades take over, the Guardians get a pick six. And they take that one in. And I believe that they got the two-point conversion on that one. And then on the ensuing kickoff after that, at 2.38 in, in the third quarter, the Renegades take that kick back 97 yards for a kickoff return touchdown. So that's three touchdowns in less than a minute. It's pretty exciting. That's what the XFL is all about, baby. We get, three touch- we get three touchdowns in less than a minute. I love this. Uh, uh, one of the things I've been mentioning is I really like this new kickoff rule. We've been seeing it less impact, less dangerous play, but still bigger and better returns than we would see in the NFL with their constant touchbacks. And this is one of the things that the XFL has really gotten right 
so far this year, and I really hope they continue to just get things right. They did get things right with um, officiating, maybe not at the time, but is a response they did. Um, let's see, the Guardians have found a quarterback for now, possibly former AFL standout, um, AF standout Luis Perez. Completed passes at 53% clip, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Although it's pretty pedestrian stat lines, it's not bad. And that was still plenty enough for the Guardians to take this game. Um, but it, the game wasn't won for the Guardians on the offensive side of the ball. They were, it was won on the defensive side of the football. They forced three turnovers this game, one fumble, two interceptions. And they took one of those interceptions all the way to the house for a big pick. Six. One of the most they, beautiful plays in football. I love the pick six. It's so exciting. Unless um your team's on offense and then it's depressing as hell. Yeah, it's really sad trying to see offensive players tackle. It's not a good look, especially the offensive linemen. I mean, some of them Unless uh, it's Julio Jones. Unless it's Julio Jones or Larry Allen. Yeah. Or or uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald has more uh tackles than he does drops in his career. Ain't that one hell of a stat line? Sweet damn, Jer- damn, Jalen. That yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is amazing. If yep. we haven't known already, now we know even more. But with all these turnovers, if this this Guardians defense really gave Dallas's new starter, um, Phil Nelson, a bad day. Of course, Landry Jones was injured on the QB sneak last week um, during the battle for or the the um, Texas throwdown. Excuse me, Showdown. during the Texas throw. No, it's, it's a throwdown. It's, it was it's a throwdown. Two T's. It's a throwdown. Two T's. Two T's. Two T's. Um, no. Uh, Don't <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, but he was injured um, during the quarterback sneak, knee injury. Same thing he had before the season while he missed week one. And now he's suspected to miss the rest of the regular season. And Phil Nelson wasn't good. 57% completion, 210 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. You can't do that. That, that's not going to win the games. And it doesn't look good for Dallas without Landry Jones at the helm. Even though Landry Jones was a turnover factory. That dude was uh, throwing around turnovers like he was Jameis Winston. Ooh. But, Jameis turnover. Yeah, but at least if, if, if Landry Jones is going through two interceptions, He'll probably he'll at least throw one touchdown, maybe two touchdowns to counterbalance Just that. Just kind of even it out, yeah. No, but Phil Nelson couldn't even get a touch around the board, so that's why he's not as good as Landry Jones, and that's why Dallas, I believe they should be worried. And if Just their drop in the power rankings doesn't demonstrate that, then next week when they really suck, probably will. That's that's fair. Yeah, I know no, it's fair. fair. I'm a very fair person. You know, I'm just a genius when it comes to everything. Let's just move to the next game. Okay, we'll do. So the first game on Sunday was the St. Louis Battlehawks at the D.C. Defenders. And before I get into this game, um, the on-field action, can we take a second and talk about the off-field action and how great those D.C. fans are? Yeah. All I, Just two words, Jalen. Just two words. Beer snake. Beer snake. Those that, was, that, was, guys, that was impressive. It was, was impressive, impressive as hell. Those guys had a, a, a snake full. Of, and when, if you don't know, you, you should. You should just look at the pictures. These guys, uh, the DC fans, are known for the beer sink. They'll take their empty beer, uh, plastic beer cups and they'll stack them and they'll make a giant line. They had their snake was stretching from the almost up the entire section behind the end zone. 
Yeah, and no, it, it was about, uh, I think, uh, 1,200 cups, I believe. Jeez, 1,237 man. or something like that. You we posted online. A full uh, NFL stadium full of fans wouldn't be able to afford that much beer. So no, God bless the XFL. And then we also, had, yeah. we had a surprise uh, cup contributor. Yes, we did. We had of DC. No, we, we had that, and we had the commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck, contributing yep. to the glorious beer snake. God bless the XFL. Would yeah, you would you ever beautiful. see Roger Goodell contributing to a beer snake? No. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even see him contributing in a positive way to the league he's supposed to run. The only way Roger Goodell could one-up this is if he does a keg stand. The only way <laughs> Roger Goodell could one-up this and make everyone happy is by resigning. Nah, keg stand will work for me. Keg stand will work. If he does a keg stand, I'll forgive him for everything he's ever done. <laughs> I uh, When pigs fly and when the Jets win the Super Bowl. I think he'll do a keg stand. And well, you better watch what you say. Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> honestly, I'd be okay with that because it would just throw everyone off. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have any. No, I, I think that'd be great. But Oliver Luck added the beer stand. That was even one of the best pictures. The other one you had, uh, of course, the XFL. Everyone's sponsored by the Bud Light Seltzer. They're always Bud Light Seltzer for the winning teams, and they're always partying after. We had one of the DC fans. He had a box of Bud Light Seltzer over his head. And he cut out eye holes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a perfect uh, substitution to being a bear, uh, a Browns fan and having to wear a paper bag. Bud Light Seltzer box is the best thing you could wear as a fan, in my opinion. I did. I did find the stats for that beer for that beer snake. Yeah, the beer snake was one thousand two hundred thirty-seven cups long, nineteen thousand seven hundred ninety-two ounces of beer consumed. Uh, unbelievable group effort. <laughs> so, so many cups. And this is directly from the XFL's Instagram page. And one commissioner... The, yeah, the, XFL, is, the XFL is totally promoting the hell out of this. Exactly. That's, <laughs> they put yeah, a tweet in, in an Instagram thing saying the best stat of the week. And this... I, I can't say enough, Jalen. God bless the XFL because of how they're running this and how they're accepting the stuff fans do like this. This is perfect, and this is exactly one of the things that they're doing so right. So yeah, right. I think, I think just like kind of accepting how their fans act and just kind of the, the football, you know, just community. It's mm -hmm. like we're not just all <laughs> following. No, they're not being stuff. a bunch yeah. of Taiwans about this. It, it, football fans, especially by the XFL ones, we're going to get some jackasses. So yeah. why not just embrace the jackassery? Yeah, exactly. And that's my I feel question. Like a lot of other sports try to hide it. NFL, that is my question. Why won't you? And it's a real word, too. Jack Hassery, look it up. I'll uh, make a dictionary for my words. Why won't you accept the Jack Hassery that makes the sport so much fun? Why do you think you have the nickname called the No Fun League? It's because you don't do stuff like this. XFL will never have a nickname, anything like that, because they are the funnest league in sports right now. Yeah. They won't let guys take steroids. Like, what type of stuff is that? That's a little more. Um, that's. I think that's a different subject right there, Jalen. So we're going to stay away from that. But going from off the field stuff, way more right. excited off the field <laughs> than what was going on the field. I'd much rather watch them put together that beer sink than put than what their offense was put together on the field. Um, one big yeah. thing that happened is Cordell Jones was benched in this game early in this game in favor of Tyree Jackson after. 
His first two passes were incomplete and with the interception. And Tyree Jackson, although he didn't let the world on fire. That that interception was was pretty clean. (laughs) That that was a pretty nice interception. I don't know if Gardell Jones is. It was 100% his fault. That was kind of just a really great play by the defense, in my opinion. But, yeah. (laughs) I think so as well. Um, So, Jackson, he relied on his defense and the run game to win this game. He didn't do much himself. 64%, 9 for 14, 39 yards, one touchdown interceptions. At least he stayed out off the turnovers. But he was able to do enough with the run game as that they established early and often they had 230 yards rushing 5.6 yards per carry average and that's going to help you win a lot of games one thing that what did surprise me in the bad way was kind of how he wasn't awful but he just wasn't good jordan Tiamu, uh, after a few really solid weeks he only completed 15 of 25 passes 174 yards no touchdowns at least no interceptions but he just wasn't that good it, it, what the thing was is that St. Louis they improved the run game this week, but it that it didn't really do much because they couldn't put any points on the scoreboard. Of course, if you can't put points on the scoreboard, you're not going to win games. That's just football. So, are you yeah. saying St. Louis plus run game equals loss? I'm saying St. Louis plus run game minus passing game equals loss. But if St. Louis plus run game plus passing game equals question mark? Yep. Solve for X. Solve for X. I already did too much math today, dude. I don't want to do more in the show. I I think I can escape my problems. Randy Orton, because I hear voices in my head. Next game. (laughs) (laughs) Next game. The last over now. No, nope, no, nope. <laughs> the voice is going to take over. The last the game Vipers of the week. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of Vipers, speaking of Vipers, let's talk about the Vipers at Wildcats. Oh, damn. I am good with my transitions. Uh, we had the Wildcats taking this nightcap. Um, is a fun primetime game. The Wildcats took this one 41 to 34. No defense, but there was a lot of offense, and that's what people want to see in the XFL and, and in football um, as well. Josh Johnson put on a show as he put the whole team on his back. He went 20 for 36, uh, 288 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Jalen, as a Wildcats fan, how did you feel about this game? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a little bit rough at the beginning. It, it was pretty rough. We were down 20-something to like three or six. Um, it looked pretty bad. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was out and I was going to pull it up on my phone, but then like I saw the score and I was like, eh, I'm kind of out right now. I don't want to make my day worse. <laughs> so I didn't turn the game on. I just kind of kept watching from the app. <laughs> and then we slowly, you know, just kept climbing back. And then, you know, Josh also throwing four touchdowns definitely helps. You know, it was Mr. Excitement's birthday at the running back position. So I'm happy we got him a dub. Josh Johnson pushes into the second you. place in passing leaders, which is mm-hmm. a dub in itself. Uh, makes LA look like a dangerous team when Josh Johnson's throwing the ball like that. Uh, and the defense, we had, we had a big man touchdown. I, I don't know if you saw that one. I think that was the only high, highlight from their defense that whole game. But it was now, one hell of a highlight, yeah. though. It, 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 it was pretty good. We had two interceptions, too. <laughs> Forced fumbles. Yeah, but 34 points given up. 
I feel like it was a shootout. You know what I'm saying? With that shootout mentality, you know, it's back and forth. Momentum, XFL's driving towards scoring. Score is going to run up. Yeah. And when you yeah, have an offense, that's your way of justifying it. Yeah, I'm going to justify it, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it was good. I'm not even going to lie. The other team quarterback, he had a decent day. Cornelius, uh, as a starting quarterback, was 22 for 34, 65%. You know, he passed for 300 yards. He had two touchdowns, whatever. It, two interceptions. See, the thing is, time. if Cornelius <laughs> could turn to, could um, clean up his turnovers, he'd actually be one of the top quarterbacks in his league. Yeah, but you're not going to do that against the Wildcats and, and shiny Sean Oakman. <laughs> is he even doing anything this season? He's just there, and he's kind of scary when he's there. <laughs> he's just there for pure intimidation on the coin, on the coin toss. To be honest, though, like, I don't think he hasn't been, like, stats-wise, he hasn't really been doing anything. But, like, honestly, like, when you see it, if he gets past, like, he, you don't see people run at him. Like no, sometimes no. people break, some people break past the line, or he breaks past, and you kind of run at somebody and try to like make a move on him. You have not seen yet this season somebody run at Sean. Oakland. I can't blame anyone. Can't blame anyone. Even, I know I wouldn't. Yeah, even the week one, he did have he did have a nice sack on uh PJ. Is it PJ? Yeah, PJ Walker. Yeah, MVP PJ, yeah. PJ Walker. Whatever. But uh, he he. Demo- like demolished him. Like I know it was like overall the bad game for that defense, but that hit that he had. Mm. Ever since then, no one's going at him. <laughs> and at I cannot fault anyone. That's just smart football. Look it's at smart. that. But one thing I want to talk about: week as a whole, Houston remains at the top. But one thing that's crazy is there is a lot of parity in, the, in this XFL. There's a three-way tie for first place in the East. We have the Battle Hawks, Defenders, and Guardians all at the three and two. Record. Um, defenders are in first place just because they're winning over the Battle Hawks. Still crazy, though. Still yeah. crazy. Honestly, and then mm-hmm. I think if they're tied ending the season, they should uh, do kind of like take a game thing for baseball and just add extra week to playoffs and have them play a week early. Oh, I thought you were going to say take a thing from Vince and in the WWE side of this and have a triple threat match for the playoff spot. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's just like a drill that they do in like a basketball king of the hill. You put your offense out there versus one's defense, and the first one to five touchdowns wins. A pick six counts towards your team, and your offense goes back on the field. But all three teams play. Hey, if that doesn't scream excitement, I don't know what will. I'm still sad that we haven't had our first overtime game yet. It better happen this year because I really want to see the overtime in action. I want to see the shootout. But you guys just wait on it, and a couple of years, the fourth and long league will be hot and ready to go. It's going to have all of our rules. We're going to start this. The, the draft is going to be decided by every team selects a man to go into a Royal Rumble match. And last man standing is the first overall pick. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea, though. It's a problem. <laughs> Or even if they could keep it going, you know, this oh, is yeah, a little no, bit that's off. perfect because we'll have the like the the best team in the league just goes in first. So we'll go in that order. The best teams go in the first. Then mm-hmm. like um it's almost like the lottery. You have the worst team yeah. in the league, they go in last, but there's a still a chance that the best team gets the first overall pick. Jalen, even, you are if, a genius. Yep. Even if you don't want to put the actual players at risk, you can make them choose a WWE superstar since they already are connected to Vince represented. McMahon. To represent them in the battle That's royale, epic. they wear the little shirts like they do for the SmackDown versus Raw thing. They have their little team shirt on. They go out there and make it happen. 
That's perfect. Um, Jalen, one thing that's a great idea, actually. We should pitch that. The one thing <laughs> I alluded to earlier was what the XFL did better than what the NFL ever could do. And this is referencing accountability when it comes to their officiating. So for those that didn't see, the Houston um, Roughnecks and Dragons game ended with some controversy. The game was called over when there still should have been two or three seconds on the clock. So what happened? Walker was uh, kneeled down while trying to run out the clock on fourth. He was supposed to drop back, just check the ball out of bounds, but he felt the pressure, kneeled down. It was on fourth down, so it should have been turnover on downs. And they would the Dragons were taking the ball around the Houston 20 with enough time for one play. But this is not what happened. The refs ran the um, the game clock down to zero, ran off the field, and that was that, I guess. And we have to remember, this was only a nine-point game. And in the XFL, a one-score game is nine points with the touchdown for six and the possible three-point conversion, bringing the total up to nine. So the Dragons could have tied this game. It would have been very minimal, very unlikely that they would have but they still had a chance to tie this game and send it into overtime. After the game, Wes Booker, he was interviewed by the broadcasting team after and it was asked why they can't bring everyone back onto the field and play out this last play. And he pretty much he just ran around the question and he gave a really bad answer. And it wasn't it just wasn't a good look. He he didn't know what to say. He, he definitely didn't know what to say. He was really confused as well. But what happened after this, there's a lot of people pissed off, um, and that was justified. Their anger is justified. But what the XFL did that really impressed me is not even a day later, just a couple hours after this game, they released a press release saying that um, Wes Booker, the official supervisor of the game, he would be reassigned, and the XFL admitted that the Dragons should have had a chance to tie the game. And Jalen, with the NFL ever do something like this except responsibility for their actions yeah no anytime soon most most likely not uh they're they're kind of more into the the game of running around it and fixing the stuff that doesn't need to be fixed uh and then they'll fix it probably like five years after it happens (laughs) so that's kind of where we're at right now right it's not a good look. The NFL would never have accountability like this. At least the XFL, it was a gaffe. We can't. We have to call them out for this officiating gaffe. We have to call them out that it was really bad and is a bad look for the league. But they almost fully redeemed themselves by handling it in pretty much the most perfect way you can. And I really have to give them a lot of credit. They're a young league, but they're handling this better than what a very established league with 100 years of experience ever has done ever could do and i want to give just a, a just acknowledge this and give a lot of respect and give credit where credit is due yes a little short short clap for the xfl good job xfl congrats on doing the right thing that the nfl never could but that is our week five wrap up we are halfway through the xfl season it's been great so far to be honest i've been thoroughly entertained and every week they just continue to exceed ex- my expectations. And I have not been disappointed. If anything, I've been very happy with what I've seen on the field and now off the field. And long live the XFL. Long live the XFL. Now, we're going to roll on into a brand new segment on the show. As I said earlier, this is called The Hot Seat. 
And the way this works is that we each have a hot take of the week, and we have to present this hot take, and we we can rate it um, in terms of um, if we're going heat, we'll rate it in terms of pepper. So like a really cold take and kind of a bad take, we'll call that a bell pepper, for example. A really hot, a spice steak, we could call that the ghost pepper, or the, uh, was it the Carolina Reaper? Yeah. We can give these ratings, and you guys could give us ratings too, either by commenting on Twitter or on YouTube, or sending us something of that sort. And Jalen, I'm going to give it the first take of this week, okay? All right, let's do this. Here is my scalding hot take, super hot, boiling hot, the surface temperature of the sun hot. A lot of people might call me crazy, but I have not heard this take. Yet, in any of the ESPN, any of the CBS, any of the other stuff I've seen. I've even seen crazy fans talk about this on on Twitter, which is saying something. But here is my take. So, the Raiders, so this is like three takes in one. But the Mm -hmm. basis of this take is that Raiders quarterback Derek Carr will not begin the season as a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Instead, Mm. what's going to happen, Jalen? Because it's not an if, it's a when. What's going to happen is that Derek Carr, we all know that him and John Gruden have been having some issues reportedly. And John Gruden doesn't really have faith and doesn't see Derek Carr as a future, as a quarterback of the future. So with that being said, he is going to rejoin Khalil Mack. And they're going to become teammates again. He's going to be traded to the Bears in order to give Mitch Trubisky either at least a, some sort of veteran competition and some sort of and, and some sort of presence there. Urgency. And he maybe even be the starter. Yes, urgency. And the way what's gonna happen is that he's gonna be traded to the Bears. Raiders will instead to fill the void, they're gonna sign a veteran quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is gonna be a free agent this year, and he's not gonna be re-signed with the Titans because you wonder who is? Tom Brady will be joining Mike Vrabel and that run game. And he's going, Tom Brady's going to be signed with the Titans, meaning Tannehill's not going to resign with them, meaning that the Las Vegas Raiders will pick him up. Thoughts? Wow. A lot to unpack right there, right? I feel like you have a lot of points in there, and I feel like a couple of those might happen. (laughs) But I. But the odds of all three of them happening. The odds of all of them happening are very low. I I think that the. The lowest chance is Tannehill to the Raiders. Yeah, I feel like the lowest chance would definitely be Tannehill to the Raiders. I would say the highest chance that you have is probably I would I would say the highest thing you have is Brady to the Titans. Brady to the Titans is uh definitely a possibility. Uh and then I would say second would definitely be Derek Carr going to the Bears just because that play style that he has definitely fits with the Bears. So I think I would definitely love to see Derek Carr go to the Bears if he's not wanted uh, in Las Vegas. And I would love to see Brady on the that Titans team to see if he can finish what they started last year with Tannehill. And then see what else happens from there. See what other crazy things stem from that so, series of events. So take as a whole, what pepper do I get for this one? Man, I mean, that's combined. Yes. I, I, you definitely that get is my the, whole that, take. I think you definitely get that Carolina. Hell yeah, week I, one, I get the hottest take you can get. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Yes. If we're combining all of those takes together, I think it was definitely Carolina. If they were just like, if you just made one of those statements, it'd be a lot lower just because there's a chance for all of those. But each of those happening and causing, affecting the next, that that's definitely a, a, a hot, hotter take <laughs> than you, you've had in a long time. So I am really okay with getting the highest ranking we could get um, on the first time of doing these hot takes. Of course, I'm not going to live up to the expectation now because the only <laughs> place to go is down. Thanks for that, Jalen. No Sending expectations high so we could just tank them next time we do something like this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to need your hot take now. All right. You're going to have to bear with me here. Okay. Uh, it's going to be slightly biased, but there are stats to back this up all right okay based off okay. of the last two seasons mm-hmm. and how the season ended with the mvp race of uh patrick mahomes winning mvp two years ago and then last year lamar jackson won mvp in his second year uh i know that uh patrick mahomes uh, was a uh, didn't play much his rookie year and then came on and then finally got to play and ended up winning mvp and then we mm-hmm. also have Lamar Jackson, who in his official second year won MVP. So based off of the last two years and how they went of second year don't quarterbacks, don't winning say MVP, what I think you're gonna say. Please Kyler don't say Murray is gonna be MVP of the 2020-2021 season. Okay. No. No. Yes. You wanna know what you get on this one, Jalen? You what? get you get a pepperoncini. In this one, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, based off of it, even I mean, if we're talking Vegas, about how if we're if we're going bull predictions in hot yeah. takes, yeah, that's a hot, that's a really hot take, but I just hate it, and so <laughs> yeah, but we I have can't Lamar believe you said it. that. We had Patrick Mahomes win it. They both had, but great they had seasons. good first seasons. They had decent first seasons. Uh, you can you can argue Kyler Murray had a pretty good first season for what he had with those injuries, changing oh, running backs okay. multiple times. Here, hey with, Jalen, with okay. Much the worst so I'll make a deal with you. I'll, I'll make I'll make a deal with you. If Kyler Murray gets MVP next year, I will give you the logins to my Twitter, my personal Twitter, and Instagram, and you could do whatever you want with that for a whole day. I already had your Instagram, and I yeah, have your Twitter. <laughs> Beyond my Twitter anymore. I changed both my passwords just because of that. <laughs> but there is our brand new segment. And the last couple weeks wait, have been wait. great. We've had if yes. Kyler Murray oh. wins MVP next year, I want a jersey. I, I want a Kyler Murray jersey if he wins MVP. And what happens when he doesn't? I mean, we're not gonna do that because there's a big chance he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just saying you said it was a terrible take. So That's if true. Kyler if Kyler okay. Murray is and if if my pick if my take happens, you owe me a thousand bucks. Let's not do a thousand. I'll get you something, but I'm not giving you. A okay, hey, that's fair. That's fair. But that's our brand new segment. Hope you guys like it. Let's give us your feedback. Let's know if you guys like that. If that's keeper, I think it's honestly. I think it's a lot of fun going some conspiracy theory type stuff with this, especially with my take. My take. But just a few. And no, it wasn't. It wasn't as bold. It was saying one thing. I had three things in one take. Okay, so don't even. I, said, I was using stats based off of passes. I was using logic. <laughs> Mine's just very using... logical. So was mine. And technically, I didn't say yours wasn't. And in, in Vegas, Kyler Murray has the same odds to win MVP as Tom Brady does next season. 
You've been lying. Wow. No, those are the and the actual okay. odds. That's, that's that's one hell of a stat right there. But um, going to this, just a few more headlines to wrap up. Jalen, it has been reported that Dak Prescott, we're getting really close to free agency. We are going to have a free agency show here in yep. the coming week or two. Um, but we're going to have that. We're going to break down everything you need to know and all reputations going to free agency. But more recently, Dak Prescott has been reportedly offered a contract worth $33 million a year and $100 million guaranteed. And also reports is that he turned this down. So, what does he yeah. want? I don't know, Jalen. Is this a fair contract, or is Dak even worth this much money? He's first of all, he's not worth that much money based off of his play. You could probably get a pretty good quarterback either in the draft or from free agency that'll probably do the same exact thing. In my honest opinion, not even being disrespectful, Andy Dalton on that Cowboys uh, offense could probably do the same exact thing as Dak Prescott. So for you to turn down $33 million, $100 million in guarantees. What do you mean like, not to be disrespectful? You can't say, I'm not going to be disrespectful, but Andy Dalton, come on, dude. The redhead beast it, it would do the same that he's done for the Dallas Cowboys. Out of pocket, okay. No one needs that kind of Andy Dalton slander. My thing Ryan is, Tannehill I yes, this is, is a fair contract. Oh. I think that this is, is to, to, in, at least in Dak's perspective, this is a pretty fair contract. I don't think Dak is worth thirty-three. I Marcus think he might Russell be worth thirty. <laughs> Okay, that's <laughs> now you're just on. I think uh, if line. we're being realistic, I might be low balling, but I think if he goes into the open market, Dak Prescott can demand 30 million. I don't think he's worth 30 million, I think he's closer to 28 million. Who but do you think on the open market that needs a quarterback is paying 33 million plus for Dak Prescott other than the Cowboys? Maybe the Oakland Raiders are desperate enough. Maybe no. the Chargers. The Oakland Raiders already Maybe have their own Dak Bucks? Prescott. The, the Chargers aren't going to pay Dak Prescott right, that, much, they can that much credit. Uh, I will. It, uh, Dak Prescott has done pretty much the same exact things that Derek Carr has done with the a better is cast. Dak is looking for a $40 million a year contract. So if, if Dak play doesn't want thirty five. How much is Patrick Mahomes worth? I think Patrick Mahomes is open market. He might be worth $45 million. No, he, he's worth $100 million a year if Dak Prescott is worth $40 million a year. <laughs> oh, like, that's like, awful. If I'm being 100% honest, Dak Prescott, if you had any of the other top quarterbacks that we would consider in this league, like Patrick Mahomes on the Cowboys, they are in the Super Bowl, if not winning They're it. winning the Super Bowl. They're that winning the Super Bowl. That defense was... Almost unstoppable. The offensive yeah, line is the best. Mari Cooper, that O line, that run game, they have everything. Exactly, and the big mistake that they have right now is Dak Prescott. And it's not. I'm not saying he's like the biggest mistake, but on that team that is filled he's, with he's the, he's the one weak weak link. He's the yeah, thing that's holding back. Weak. Dak Prescott is holding back the Dallas Cowboys, and he wants 35 million a year at least. Stop. It, 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 stay off the weed. He he wants thirty five mil so he can put another ankle on uh, anchor on his leg to hold the team back some more. Damn, and cap. That's an encrusted anchor. That's what I'm talking about right there, Jalen. 
that's a whole new kind of flex right there. Yeah. Um, recently, we, of course, we all know. Bejeweled anchors. Bejeweled anchors. Jeez. Um, there has, we all know about the spread of this coronavirus. We all know that it Drink has been Modellos. affecting sports. <laughs> or Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> yes, it's sponsored by Bud Light Seltzers. Um, fourth long sponsor for Bud Light Seltzer. That sounds Bud great. We post this. We're tagging Bud Light Seltzer. We're gonna get our first deal. Oh, I don't drink. Bud Light I'll Seltzer. Bud Light sponsor Seltzer. us. Bro. I'm 21. If you need us to be, I'm 21. Yeah. Just yeah. check the ID. I'll Let's see. Bud Light Seltzer. Drink it, please. So the uh, all four of the the major professional sports leagues in the U.S., the NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA have all released a joint statement saying that media members will be barred from all locker rooms and clubhouses due to the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak. This comes when all leagues have been recommending players to stay away from fan interaction, such as MLB players not taking baseballs from people, not signing stuff. How about some fist bumps instead of some high fives? And Jalen, I don't want to get into the whole coronavirus biz that's a whole different thing i don't want to talk yeah. about but just from a standpoint a, a professional sports standpoint is this a warranted response or is this a bill of reaction and it, do you think this is actually going to is, is this going to affect teams um i think definitely will i think kind of the main not main reason but one of the big things with sports is fans it's you yes. play for the fans you're not going to play in these stadiums that hold fifty thousand people and you're the only people in it. That kind of kills the mood. It kind of turns yeah, into a practice. Yeah, that's another thing. There's like I think the San Jose Sharks, in at least um, for this month of March, they're likely going to be playing games without fans in the arena. That's going to be so weird. There's um, the Ivy League. They've suspended the Ivy League basketball tournament, and they're just going to have Harvard winning, I think. I and think then Yale they're going is to have, going to be in the NCAA tournament to represent them Yale. or something like that. It's yeah. Yale. Okay. But they're probably not going to do much anyway. But you have uh, Italy Cinderella. shutting down all their games um, or taking away all fans for their soccer games and such like that. This is a big thing. It's weird. A, a game without fans, it's not really a game. At to least be honest, in though, sport. I, I don't think it's been professional sports that have been hurt the most by it. I think it's been uh, high school sports. Uh, I know at least locally for us. Uh, the local teams that made it, like Sheldon High School and stuff like that, uh, they were forced to drop out of the tournaments. And Actually, their opponents... they, there's an article. They were just put back in, luckily. Oh, they were just but, put back in? Yes, um, okay, they were good. just put back in. But this has been a whole disaster in high school sports. I will um, say that. Yeah, definitely. And I'd rather see, with, with this whole thing not playing in front of fans, I'd rather just see the game postponed rather than seeing a game played in front of no one, if I'm being honest. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think my opinion, the first thing I thought was when they first announced that they were going to uh, remove some of the Elk Grove schools from uh, tournaments and stuff like that. I was like, just postpone it. I was like, if it's, if, it's a, if, it, if it's a problem here, it's a problem there, too. Don't, don't, yeah, don't cancel don't, these things. Don't bar people from going. Just postpone it. it, just postpone it it's it. simple as that. Okay. Because either the problem's yeah. going to get worse and then we have to cancel it or the problem's going to get better and we could put it back to where it was. But either way, it's, don't it's don't you. punish people for not for something they didn't cause. Exactly. Um, but on a more lighter note, to wrap up this show, the final thing I want to talk about is that it's not official yet, but the new logo for the Los Angeles Rams has potentially Trash. been leaked, and 
It's garbage. It's absolute it's trash. Absolute Anyone who has this trash. trash, you need to look at this. It, 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 it's hopefully well, it's on the hat. So one, I'll cross my fingers that it's just a draft cap, and teams are going to have these weird alternate designs, and that's just going to be the theme of this year because every year the draft caps have a certain theme. Hopefully, this year's theme is dog shit logos because oh my damn, the Los Angeles Rams logo is awful. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else do you have to say about that? That's an understatement. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it, 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 everyone thinks it looks awful. It's universally look look awful. Especially they better not change their logo, considering their stadium from a aerial view looks like their current logo. <laughs> yeah, that is. Might be a bit of an architectural issue, but this, at least on the positive like side, Jalen. On the positive side. This logo, it could be a good look for the Chargers, honestly. It could be a good look for the Chargers. The Chargers will no longer be the worst logo. <laughs> that's, that's it's bad. That, that's, that's all in all. That If you guys haven't seen it, go look it up, please, because you need to see how bad it is. And how do these people get paid? These people that design this stuff are getting paid tens he and tens of thousands of dollars. to make that logo. They're getting, you, people are getting hired to make logos to look like this. And that's such a ripoff, right? Yeah, that is. Pay me. I could have drawn better than that. I don't draw. I can't draw. No. Crap, guys. I, I can't. I could close my eyes and, and put something on paper better looking than this, okay? I, I could have. It's bad. Look, look, and look. If, if the Rams, what, one thing the Rams might, I, the Rams might leak this themselves to see the crowd um, reaction to this. And so if, if this is true, they better not have this logo. They, you, you know it, what, Ross? I, I just I just found a better logo for the Rams. Ooh. This this dinosaur right the here. Dinosaur. Better logo for the Rams. What do you think? I think he he's a better logo any... for the Rams. Okay, now we've got Jill and talking stuff animals. We are doing everything on this show. Jeez. Look, look, I'm looking out the way. Look at that. Look at that. Tell me that's not a better Rams logo. Oh my gosh, Jill. <laughs> you need to stop. You you need to stop. And on, on that whole note with Jalen having a stuffed animal, I don't even know where the hell it came from. Okay. We're going to wrap things up. We Thank you guys for listening. We got the motivational quote of the, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Jalen, give me the motivational quote, please. All right. This one comes from an NFL Hall of Famer, Ray Lewis. Effort. Nobody can judge that because effort is between you and you. Great quote by Ray Lewis. Obviously, I would rather go hear him say it the way he says it. You know, it sounds like you better go out there and go do something now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like now. And with having to do now. something now, what we're going to do now is we're going to end the show. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Spotify, Instagram. I almost said Snapchat for some reason. Maybe we'll make a Snapchat eventually. But Instagram, um, YouTube, just we're, everything's going to be linked. Everything's going to be posted. And we thank you guys so much for your continued support because you are all the best. You're what makes this show work. If it wasn't for you guys, we'd just be talking to ourselves every week, which is almost what we're doing, but not quite because you guys. That's going to do it this week. We can't wait to have you next week. We're going to have um, a couple shows coming up. We're going to have – make sure to check our UFC 240 recap show that dropped on Tuesday. Make sure to – we're going to have a NFL free agency breakdown, and we're going to also have our MLB 2020 season preview coming out really soon. And there was a lot of stuff in the the works, and you guys are going to want to uh, – Can't wait. Thank you, guys. See you in the next video.